Introducing Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back to another episode with Mariah, Kira, Diana, and myself. So we got the quartet going on here. <laughs> and, um, oh. Oh, so the main focus in today's show is the new official Hunger Games companion called The World of the Hunger Games, which was released the same day as the movie, March 23rd. We will discuss this in our Under the Microscope segment. We also got some good emails to get to, some monumental facts about <laughs> how well the movie did, and also discussing the score of the movie. So, since Matt and Diana weren't on the last episode... Sorry, um, guys. <laughs> you should be. Yeah, you should have been. Um... So, what did you guys think of the movie? It was really good. I did not expect it to be that good at all. Yeah? Did you guys want to start with, like, um, your s- grades for no, it? You can I just, like, I know you talked about this, but the Cato and Glimmer thing, I just... Yes. So mad. Matt, so it's not a big deal. It. But it was. It's, it's, it's not in the book, it wasn't a big deal. But I Matt, yeah. you just, like, he just likes looking thing. into things. You just, like, created this thing in your head that was never real. I was pretty upset by it. Matthew, I don't... I don't know what's wrong. Like, that's, that's valid, though. Happen. You had yeah. your feelings. Yeah. And, like, Kato was... didn't come and sob when Clove died. Oh, my I was really upset by that, too. Um, you I, was, I really like. I was also <laughs> I was also upset how um, Kato didn't get pulled into the mouth of the cornucopia and they spent that last night together. I was pretty upset by that, too. Yeah. What, that just would have been weird to film. Like, what? I don't know. It was just like, that was probably one of the, It was to kind of describe it being the worst night of her life. Do you guys wish oh, like, right, like, yes, when he was So it was just I like, and that, that whole thing, I was just really upset by the team. They definitely also, rushed that. The also, um, when they don't show that Peter has an artificial leg, and like that whole scene yes, too. Yes, but that's, they can't not have the rest of important. the other movies have him have an artificial leg. It would just be annoying. Whenever he would run or something, like it would just that's get in the way. That's not what it was in the book. That's like part of the thing. I think I said this a couple times already, but I really, like at first it pissed me off how they came out of the games as damaged goods, but... Like, it's part of it. Like, she's got the ear thing going on, and he's got the leg thing. You know, even though the ear gets fixed, I feel like that's a major part of it. The past will never escape them. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it just would have been hard to, like, incorporate mm-hmm. in a movie, like, smoothly. I mean, most most of the time when they, like, keep out important parts and add new parts, I really hate it. But mm-hmm. I think it t- definitely worked for this movie. Like, all of the things that they added with the game makers and Snow, that was really, that really, like, added to the depth of the story. Like, that whole scene with, like, the hope is stronger than fear. I really love that. And, like, the Rose Garden and stuff. Yeah. 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 So, like, overall, I mean, probably because I'm so critical of that because we, like, tore the whole book apart. Yeah. So it's like those little scenes really upset me, but overall, I'd give it an A. A? Yeah. I would say 96.5. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> okay. Listen, I really, really, really like this. So movie. tonight, what, yeah. what did we say? I don't remember. I, I think we said it, A minus, right? I told this because I've been telling everyone this. I gave it a... B plus for people who have read the book and like an A for people who haven't. Right. That's right. So, like, we're going to get to the music in this show today, but I also like the music in the movie was really good. Like, I didn't pay much attention because I was crying the entire time. The music was I I have a bone to pick with I was actually, if you guys saw me the night premiere, I was sobbing. I don't, the, the choice they made not to have any music during the reaping was kind of weird. I'm not sure if I liked it or not. Like, yeah, I, I, I see what they were eerie, trying but... to do, but like mm-hmm. I'm not sure if it worked. No music during the roof scene was good though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, some of the music was just strange. And we'll play those clips, some of those yeah, um, I mean, I later. Three. Yeah. So. so why don't we jump in the mix with some mock and mail, where we read your listener feedback 
and tweets and emails on the show. You can read. Yes. Yeah. All right. Um, um, who wants to take the first one? Yeah. Do you want to take it, Mariah? Because it's talking about daughters like men. So. Dibs. Okay. Um, sorry if I sound really stuffy. I have a cold or something. Speak up. Come on. All right. <clears throat> I listen. Wait. Where am I? Yep. Okay. I listen, <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I listened to your soundtrack analysis episode, and while I think you perfectly described most of the songs, I, however, disagree. Okay. <laughs> However, disagree when you said Daughter's Lament was too country or yodelish. You guys said that, not me. I said that. Sorry. And no, <laughs> I actually, agree. I don't apologize. I stand by my opinion. Okay. And no one in North Carolina listens to this music, etc. I live approximately three hours away from where they shoot the movie, and this shot. St- shot. <laughs> shot the movie. <laughs> and this style of music is very bluegrass ish. Um, and I thought it fit the area perfectly. Not a lot of teenagers listen to this style of music, (laughs) but it is very prominent to the region. You also have to remind yourself, District 12 isn't necessarily just North Carolina. District 12 is described as very large, so it most likely consisted of parts of North Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, and Kentucky, where bluegrass is still a big part of the Appalachian culture. When they choose this song... Uh, yeah. When they choose a song for the soundtrack, I think they were respecting the Appalachian culture. Susan Collins incorporates into the book. Books. Kate, books. Caitlin. Okay. That was a little choppy. Sorry about that. <laughs> that was very well okay. thought out. I kind of stuttered. Yeah, I didn't think about that. I mean, because, yeah. yeah. I guess she's right. It wasn't really yodelish. It was bluegrass, which is a whole different Well, I'm not genre. sure if they exactly kept that in mind when they were making the movie, but that's an interesting thought. And I think going back to like when we were talking about um, on the episode she's referring to, that they did have a lot of different, like, pieces of music in there. They had yeah. the rock. They had the rap-ish thing, that, you know. Oh, from, like, Kid Cudi. Yeah, they had the Taylor Swift. I mean, I think they were just kind of targeting every single kind of area, I guess. I don't know what it was, but I really liked the um, credits song. What was that? Uh, Arcade Fire, Fire, Abraham's Daughter. 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 Arcade Fire, Abraham's Daughter. If you want to listen to more Arcade Fire, like, I can make you a mix lady. I <laughs> love that band. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. was really good. It fit the tone. Yeah. I mean, she definitely has a point about it being, um, District 12 being more than just North Carolina, as we keep saying. I mean, if you look at, you know, how District 12 is the biggest district and kind of um, where, I mean, there's been fan-made maps and everything. Wait, when did they say that, that it was the biggest district? I, think I don't remember. I think it's one of, no, it's actually not one of the smallest. No, it's one of the biggest. I, I mean, definitely like on the capital dot PN, No, 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 no. It, it is one of the that. smallest. Why would you say that? Because I'm rereading the second book. Oh, are you? Hamish is describing that, like, if they were to rebel, the whole district has to be involved. So it's like, the whole district, it's either all of them or It's nothing. hypothetical, though, so. Wait, you guys, are we... I just... don't see how that makes sense. I don't sense. know if he was thinking literally or figuratively, but... Are we officially allowed to, like, mention second book stuff? Yeah, no, no, not no. yet. I think you're saying it's hypothetical. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we're, we're getting to the second book, um, I think, next up. Uh, who wants to take Maxi Mel? Mm, Diana can do it. Okay. Hey guys, thanks so much for your great podcasts. I love them. Your last one where you were going through the movie was great. I agreed with you on almost everything. I thought the movie was good, but there were some scenes that they missed that I just wish they had added, like the sleeping syrup before the feast. Sugar bears. <laughs> just because I think it shows that Katniss really does care about Peta and wants to save him. Also, I was a little upset that they didn't have the mutts injure Peta. Moots? Mutts? Mutts. Moots? Because, like, moots... Mutation. Mutation, so it's mutation. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> they didn't have the mutts in Jopita's leg and him losing it. I thought that was sort of a critical pe- part in the book, showing how harsh the games are. On the other hand, though, 
I feel like a fake leg would just be hard to portray in a movie realistically. So maybe it was a good idea to take that out. I also think the ending was very rushed. I was mad that they didn't put in the hovercraft scene at the end where Katniss is banging on the wall to get to Vita. That's what I was talking about. And (laughs) And the reunion before their last interview. Those were a few of my favorite parts in the book, so I was kind of disappointed that they didn't add them. I thought the ending when Seneca, Seneca, I've been saying Seneca this whole time, <laughs> Seneca was sent to the room with the bowl of berries was such a cool thing to add. I loved that part. So did I. Oh my gosh. Anyway. So all in all, I thought the movie was pretty good. The parts they did have were very well done and the acting was amazing. The whole cast was perfect. I can't wait until the DVD release and then Catching Fire. Um, just a small note before we, like, get into the meat of this, uh, email. Um, we are going to do a DVD, um, uh, I don't analysis. Say analysis. Well, it's like... It's like us, we're going to watch the movie, and then you guys can watch commentary. it your own house's commentary. Thank you. Um, so, that's something to look forward to. Oh, that's new. But I didn't know anyway, that. I, I've told all of you about it. But no, she's definitely told us yeah. about it, Matthew. If, oh, if well, they know, guess, you should I guess I forgot. Um, anyway, so, <laughs> we touched upon, like, what she kind of said at the beginning of the email, but, um... What else? Oh, the uh, we forgot to talk about. We finished recording, and then we looked at each other like, we forgot about the Nightlock Bears, the bowl. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, we forgot to talk about that. Um, did you guys think that was, like, that know, was like a good so way to do it? Good. That was so good. That Wait, was remind really... me, what are we talking about? How <laughs> they forced him to, like... They put, locked they him in that, a room yeah. with the Nightlock Bears in a bowl, Seneca, um, because they were going to kill him. And we don't find out he's dead until right. Catching Fire, but in this movie, we figure out ahead of like, yeah. time. I thought uh, that was another, like... One of those situations where they put, like, these really, really subtle things into yeah. the plot. Like, you had right, to be paying right, attention right, to figure right. this movie out. Or you watch it multiple times and you pick up new things every time you watch it. Which another thing, I, did, another, it another thing I didn't like. I know this is really specific, but when they when she puts the berries in his hand, they're supposed to face back to back. Yes! 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 Together. I was so mad about we that. And they actually that. had to put the berries in, the, in their mouths first. Yeah, yeah, and I don't... Exactly. And I don't know if we oh. said this... I don't know if we said this on air, but me and Kira... Kira and I? Kira and I. I were talking about it. We were saying, like, what a great, like, screenshot or painting someone could do of the two of their, like, silhouettes. Yes. All, both holding Like, the lake back. in the background with their silhouettes and their hands holding out with the, the berries. berries. I think it's probably because Josh, because so Josh is shorter art. than Jen, it probably would have looked They should have put them on a box. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just about to say this now. Put them on a box. I don't care as long as it's silhouette. What, what little there? things in his heels? What do they call that? Put yeah, but then, like, people have, like, six-inch heels. Yeah, that works. Yeah, but then people would be able to see, like, at other parts of the movie, like, wait, how come he was taller than her here and not taller than her matter. here? It doesn't matter. I was just, okay. I was waiting for them to do it. And it's His just, bit, Tom Cruise is very short, and no one says he's that. He's so that. tiny. Oh, my yeah, gosh. Is he really? so, yeah, he's, he's actually, actually ridiculous. Really yeah, so they should have done that for Josh Hutcherson. Um, okay, here's my thing, okay? Like, I feel like almost all the criticisms of this movie have to do with the fact that they somehow have to relate to the fact that the romance wasn't very prevalent, but I almost kind of liked that, because they took this in, like, a totally different direction that I think was a lot more dramatic and probably more meaningful. Did we say who this email was sent from? Liz. No, Liz, okay, from, Liz from Canada. Yes, from Canada. Yeah. All right, so, I don't know, probably because we're all playing up the whole romance thing, because that's what we wanted to see, because that's basically the highlight of the book, besides the game. For some but of us. I felt, I was kind of frustrated, because... I'm happy they didn't make the romance the whole, you know, thing in the movie, because it wasn't a big thing in the book, but I felt like whatever romance they did have in the movie it was so rushed. And I said this a bunch yeah. of times on the last podcast, but it was just so rushed. And I also didn't like how they ruined the kissing scene when they showed a picture of Gail. Yeah, it I was didn't like, like that. Why are you I liked that a lot. I, I didn't. Because you kind of don't get the real 
point that he's in, like, in love with her? Yeah, but to be honest, I don't know. I didn't even care because the romance was, I didn't even care. Like, I didn't feel anything when that happened. Well, like, that's what we're saying. We're saying the Catching Fire movie, they have to play the romance up so much more. So I definitely think maybe if the, um, like, it's going to be more played up and it's going to be so much more because rereading the second book now, there's a lot more romance in the second book than there was in the first. You know what I was thinking is that, you know how it, like, PETA, he figures out the end that, like, she was faking the whole time. They kind of, like, they kind of implied that in the movie, but they didn't really go into it. And it's clear that, like, they're, like, mixing things from, like, different books into the movie. Which is okay. I feel like what they're going to do, this is just my theory that I was thinking of when I was watching the movie, is that they're going to, like, have him, like, figure that out more so, like, at the beginning of Catching Fire. Because that would make more sense, because then, like, that plot is there in that movie when it, like, makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But... I think that's one of the things we said in the last podcast. We were, um, Kira and I were so upset how they didn't do the thing at the train station when they, like, were holding hands and they weren't holding hands. He picks up, like, like, uh, PETA picks up some weed yeah. and doesn't realize that yeah. it reminds her of Gail, like, that whole scene. Yeah, I wish that was in there. Or something like that. It didn't have to necessarily be that, but, like, something to imply that yeah, they were really so pressed for time, too. I, know. I understand. You can't fit a 300-page book in a two-hour movie. Yeah, you I can't understand do it. why, but... It doesn't stop me. And, like, a lot of the stuff that in the movie is all Katniss's thoughts. Like, she spends, like, a a good portion of the book just thinking to herself. Mm -hmm. It's really hard. Jennifer Lawrence had a very difficult time trying to portray that. But she did it. But it's very good because when Peter told Caesar that Katniss had come with him, then he was in love with her, it showed that scene where Katniss was just, like, her face was expressionless. Mm -hmm. But, you know, inside, she's ready to tear him apart. Mm -hmm. And and we see her tearing him apart a couple minutes later. That's hard to do for an actor, to just keep a straight face like that. Yeah, it's weird. She, like, didn't really show many much, like, facial, like, changes, Uh and yet you still, like, the emotion still came through, and the fact that she could do that was just... I just loved how raw and cracked voice scenes yes. that time. That was perfect. Yes. I, I, I keep repeating everything I said last episode, but I love that one. Her, Definitely. Like, her voice is really raw, when? and, like, during the game, like, the example that I think of all the time is during the trailer when she's, like, she's, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's here! Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that. Yeah, exactly how she sounds. But, like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, like, her voice gets, like, really raw. See, that was the like, scene where, it, like, no, that was yeah. the point where no music was good. Where yeah. she's screaming. And then it's like that, and Except, of course, well, like, she didn't scream for Peta in the freaking movie. But, oh, yeah. that was. So she just bad. said like, <laughs> no, but like, <laughs> I don't know. They had they had music to the trailer during that scene, so maybe just because I saw the trailer so much with the music that I thought like it's. it's it, it just it was missing when you saw it. I don't know. It's just the whole thing with this movie, like I expected them to either go in a romance direction or an adventure direction, and instead yeah. they made it like a drama, like. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of. No, but like. Like, kind of like something you'd see, like, being nominated for, like, Best Picture at the Academy We're hoping, Awards. we're hoping. But, like, <laughs> she, know, got, like she got nominated for Best Actress, didn't she? Um, what? she, she no, got Gary, Gary, Gary wants to nominate her. Yeah, well, she has an Oscar from Winter's Bone. Oh, yeah. Right. So, which, um, guys, you guys all have to see that. It's pretty good. I've if anything, it. if the acting doesn't get any nominations, I feel like the costume design. Definitely. Yes, set up definitely. Or, like, digital, whatever. There's so many categories, but I feel yeah. like under that, it should definitely go. Yeah. A nomination. All right, um... Next one. Next this <laughs> one is from Josh. We, not Josh, I was saying. I was saying, I was saying, Yeah, he tweeted us and um, he said, I spoke to your friend and she said, What if Fox 6 committed suicide, eating the Nightlock Fairies, or on purpose? I thought that this was interesting. It would be cool to hear you guys hear your guys' take on it. I've never considered before, but now it has me wondering. Me too. Wow, that's. Yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh, because. She didn't seem like she wanted to kill anybody. Like, she seemed very against it, because her Passive, whole thing yeah. was like, 
let's let them kill each other and I'll come in at the end and like wow. yeah. so maybe she was like it was all just getting to her and she and just, she just decided she just wanted to especially because she knew all of her competitors were like fierce like you know yeah. there was Kato who's definitely gonna kill you no matter what I wonder that's a really good Katniss. point they had that thing in the beginning oh, I just want to say Kato's speech oh my gosh so good I'm so glad they put that but in the there. top of the cornucopia yeah, yeah. right yeah. that was good. Um, yeah, I think she might have. It added so much more depth to their story. Like, I just want, I knew what was going to happen to him, so I just wanted it to happen, so I couldn't, like, focus on him, what he was saying. I, I really need to go see it again. I've only seen yeah. it once, so. Well, he was, like, talking about how, like, oh, his life was never really meaningful, and, like, I was, I was just like, uh. But, yeah, suicide. <laughs> yeah, I feel like face, that's very You know what intriguing. I was thinking about when I was watching the movie? It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just not talk about the email. Okay, sorry, talk about it, talk about it. No, go ahead. I was thinking about, like, new perspectives. Like, uh-huh. I was, while I was watching the reaping, I was, like, thinking about, like, what it must have mm. been, like, from Peta's perspective. Because, yeah. like, mm-hmm. can you imagine, like, first Prim comes out and he must be thinking, like, oh, my gosh, this is going to kill Katniss. And, like, how is she going to deal with this? And I love her so much and whatever. And then Katniss's name comes out and he's like, right. oh, my gosh. And then his name comes out. So it's, like, triple hurt. Like, <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine what he must have been feeling? Triple feeling? hurt. That's, like, a first name. <laughs> That's why, like, when they were riding, that's when they were riding in the car, they showed the picture of him, he was, like, he was basically crying in front of him, in front of Effie and Katniss. Yeah. Yeah, like, I I never thought about that, but, like, think, oh. Yeah. Ooh. Intense. So should we go back to Foxface? Back to Foxface. Um... It was interesting, I mean... Yeah. I I think it's definitely possible. I think she's she's so smart that... I feel like she would have known that those were poisonous. She didn't want to be at peace in their game. Yeah. (laughs) Show them. That was my Josh Hutchinson voice. You guys, is it bad if I say I didn't really think he did a great <sighs> Peter? Uh, it's good for discussion. Was, I feel like I thought like he was, he was good, but he didn't exactly He didn't have a lot of screen time to He didn't exactly like poor, completely encapsulate Peter. Oh, I pictured when I was reading the book, like back in whatever, two thousand ten, two thousand nine, like I pictured him as Peter. So like he uh, he was Peter to me. Like that's, oh, you that's did? it. That's yeah, I told you that, right? Yeah, when when I you told me you're like, oh, Kira, you should read the Hunger Games, and then I read it, and then That's sometimes I pick actors so I can like picture the character. Uh huh. And yeah, I loved Josh Hutcherson before in like seventh grade or whatever, so I was like, <laughs> all right, I'll just picture him. He works. And, oh, cool. Yeah. So um, he was Peter. He was yeah, fine. He's not that attractive. I, I think he's attractive. Oh, oh, okay. Gotta say. Okay. No, no, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Your opinion. That's <laughs> so next email. Next email. Who wants to read it? Uh, Kira can read this one. I don't know. Okay. Or we can tag. <laughs> Hi, Kira and Matt, plus guests. First, I would like to say it's great to see almost all your episodes online. Sadly, there's still a problem with episode three. Fix that. Just got to say. Did you? Yes. I fixed everything, by the way. All right. Back to the email. Um, I'm starting to work se- sequentially through your podcast, and I'm really enjoying them. Like you, Kira, I've been into Harry Potter, enjoyed a lot of podcasts such as Spinner's Cast, The Leaky Cauldron, MuggleCast, and The Hogshead Pubcast. I enjoyed podcasts that have a lot of story-related material and not so much of gushy fangirl stuff, but there's even room for some of that. I don't really follow any of the forums and stuff, and I'm not one of your younger fans. This is the only podcast I've contacted, but I like what you're doing and enjoy listening so far, and, be looking for, and I'm looking forward to future episodes. This is not my idea, but it seems to me that there's a line of thought to pursue with the use of Latin in the Hunger Games trilogy. I'm not a Latin scholar, but I heard it somewhere that Latin is used a lot of time in the trilogy. For example, Panem is Latin for bread, and Panem and the Hunger Games is Panem et Circenses? I don't, I don't know. Okay, keep going. Okay, keep going. Um, in Latin. <clears throat> Tesserae is a dice cubed mark on six sides. Um, a dice 
Okay. okay. And a lot of people have Latin names, especially um, in almost imperial-looking capital. Anyway, keep up the good work. Regards from New Zealand, Keith. New Zealand? New Zealand. Hey. And a boy, too. Oh, nice. Wow. <laughs> oh, wow, guys. Boys not listen to this podcast? I, no, I just, I always picture women listening well, to Well, we said Josh before. Wow, two boys. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, yeah, so, yeah, going back to um, before our episodes were having trouble um, downloading on iTunes, I fixed all those problems. Um, so that won't be happening anymore. I figured out what the issue was. Um, yeah, Keeks. Yeah, you know, I'm the techie here. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what do you guys think about the Latin stuff? Like, I mean, Susan Collins based a lot of stuff on, like, Greek mythology or, like, I think it was things. a smart route because when you write... Okay, this is kind of... This is a weird... Um, I don't know why, I don't know why I'm saying it, but I'm going to say... From... Okay, the Avatar. You know the movie Avatar with the blue people and the yeah. Navi and mm-hmm. stuff like that? They yeah. spent, like, years just making up the language, and it's based on right. different languages. And they spent years just trying to create it. Um... So, I felt like it was a good idea for Susan Collins to just do Latin, because making up your own language, like, kind of, you know, mm. like, if she made up her, like, own different names, like, names that are too, like, weird to pronounce, and words that are weird to pronounce. Well, Katniss is kind of bizarre, but... Yeah, but, like, yeah, I know, but you know what I'm saying, like, using Latin was just, like, oh, because it's such a kind of a dead language, you don't hear it all yeah. the time, so it's kind of unique, but... And it's interesting that she put this much thought into, like, planning everything and, like, what it actually means. It's mm-hmm. not like she just named it Panem, like, she pulled it out of nowhere. Yeah, like, exactly. It's actually a root of something. Yeah. Um, I mean, what do you think the well, significance of it is, like, the meanings and all that? I think it's kind of a given that she would do it, because Latin, like, yeah. a lot of books and series use Latin. It's, True. like, it has that, like, epic, like mysteriousness to it, because it's, mm-hmm. like, this old language that kind of, like, dominates our life. Like, there's so much Latin in, like, everything. Yeah, that's what's yeah. so good about it. It's like, yeah, it's a dead language, but then you can find the root of a word from it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it says Panem is Latin for bread, so Ooh. why do you think she named... It's kind of the, ironic. The, yeah, like, country, I guess country. Um, like, bread. Like, it means bread, so, like, what... It's like the opposite of bread. Because they're... No, everyone's Yeah, starving. I guess that's it. Like, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Bread on. is definitely, like, a pervasive theme. Yeah. 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 Not just, like, like the boy with the bread, but like also, like, hunger and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, did you leave us? You, you still here, Matt? Yeah, I'm yeah. here. Matt, where have you been? Yeah, where have you been? <laughs> Intellectually. I just got lost. Okay. Of thought. Uh, moving on to Panem Post. This is news brought to you by the Hunger Games fan sites, HungerGamesMovie.org, and HGGirlOnFire.com, where you can get up-to-date news coverage. Sorry. Shut up. <laughs> Matthew, you have to spell About everything going sorry. on related to the Hunger Games, and, you know, maybe some Catching Fire news coming up. So, what? Pretty big. Hey, hey. <laughs> um, so... I'm going to talk about some, uh, not statistics, but um, I guess some facts about the Hunger Games movie. Okay, Hunger Games um, opening weekend officially made. Ready for this, guys? Are you ready? No. I see it right here. Yeah, do it. $152.5 million domestically. Wow. And Is that a lot? Yeah, no. <laughs> no just, just I'll, I'll, I'll kind of put it in perspective in yeah, a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah, here we go. And uh, $214 million worldwide. So wow. almost half of it. More than half of it was just in the U.S., so that's one issue we should talk about. Um, <laughs> this makes it the third best opening weekend opener of all time. Whoa! Whoa! Hey! <laughs> what are the um, other two? 
Probably Harry Potter believe, and Breaking Dawn. No. No, no. Titanic um, and Titanic, Dark Knight. Yeah. Avatar? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. So, but Titanic they, made... Titanic yeah, was probably yeah, the most. known for his opening day. I think yeah. he holds a record, because I remember my sister was like crazy. She's like, Avatar beat Titanic. He beat himself. And I was like, okay. Yeah, so it's so, probably Avatar, Titanic, Hunger Games. Yeah, I don't remember. I think Dark Knight is up there, though. I yeah, Dark Knight is pretty. But um, that was a good movie. Dallas. Wait, Avatar beat Titanic. That doesn't even make sense because no one knew about Avatar like for a while. I don't know. Like there were no trailers. Anyway, continue. Um, so this is believe it or not. There weren't many trailers for I this movie either. Hey, 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 hey! I'm sorry. Hey, no, look at me. Um, so this is actually believe it or not down slightly from Lionsgate's weekend estimate. Um, you know, I guess they were just expecting it to be amazing. They were so. Shoe high. Yeah, Maybe. really. Shoe high. You know, I'm a little lower than that. Maybe they were like projecting a high. So that, it, so that it, would, it would seem like really influential and be like, yeah. shoot oh. for the stars. If you don't make it, you'll land, land in the clouds. Moon. It's, it's land you among land the moon. moon. Wait. Moon? No, shoot, no, shoot for moon. the moon even land if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Yes. Uh, I say clouds. Yes. <laughs> clouds so, are, you can't yeah. land on a cloud. Clouds was, are sad. Continue. So it was also the fifth best domestic opening day ever. So the opening day. Okay. With 19 million midnight showings. Wow. And Friday's domestic total was an astonishing... Astonishing? Astonishing. Is that your words or someone else? Someone else. I don't remember. Plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> 68.25 <laughs> I would be interested to, like, have, have the books made more money or the movie? I'm getting to that. Oh. Uh-huh. Not the money, but the number. Okay. So, she brought up a good point. So, how many books have been sold? Let's find out. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> really? You're going to tell us. <laughs> 36.5 million books are now in print um, oh. in the U.S., not worldwide. Um, I think that's for the hung. I think that's for the trilogy. Um, of those, 17.5 million are the first book, and 10 million copies of Catching Fire, and 9 million of Mockingjay. So, um, yeah, meat of it is the first book, it obviously. Speaks for itself. Yes. Um, and so for the trees. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, yeah. So just a following up story um, about our companion CD episode. The Hunger Games Companion CD, Songs from District 12 and Beyond, which we played clips of the song and analyzed them on episode 20, um, it has debuted number one on Billboard 200. It's the first theatrical film soundtrack to top the chart since Michael Jackson's This, this Is, is it. it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was at number one um, on November 14th, Did you guys buy the CD? Any of you guys? What, well, you, you, no, caught, you burned it for me. Oh, the Companion CD. Mm. No. Yeah. All right. Well, it's pretty amazing. Yeah, like, I mean, it, just, we play, I'm just throwing we play some clips, facts out there. We play clips of the songs, but I listen to the CD probably every single day. Okay. It's well, amazing. Erdem All right, fanboy. Okay. <laughs> um, we need something to get me through the day, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty <laughs> significant, I mean, for it to be that high. And I think everything is just soaring at the moment. It's just, like, top of its game that right now. Key. Yep. It's yep. at the top of the Hunger Games. Woo! What? Okay, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, so... This, this is kind of an interesting little tidbit here. Um, so some fans after the movie voiced their disappointment in Rue's race. So Amanda Law Stenberg responded with his quote to EW, Entertainment Weekly, quote, As a fan of the books, I feel fortunate to be part of the Hunger Games family, she told U.S. Weekly in a statement. Oh, just kidding. I guess it's U.S. Weekly. Um, quote, It was an amazing experience. I am proud of the film and my performance. I want to thank all my fans and the entire Hunger Games community for their support and loyalty. Oh, is Amanda Steinberg the Rue? Sorry, yeah, she's Rue. Oh, um, okay. So, I mean, she gave a safe and appropriate response, 
Wait, people said they didn't like the rape? Yeah, that it didn't match, but it's like... It's it described sense. that way in the book. She's decided... Yeah, she's described... describes dark skin. doesn't say dark that she's black. But it's like... What do they think dark skin means? Like... Yeah. I don't know. Like, I thought the connection between Rue and Thresh was actually really good. Don't. Yeah. Okay, people are going to nitpick little details because they want to look for stuff to hate. Don't. Yeah. That they hate. Don't they hate. Yeah. Haters <laughs> going to hate. Potatoes going to potate. <laughs> <laughs> I read that online. It's not original. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, this it's is just kind of dumb. It's like, I feel like they would have had, like, someone be black. Sorry if this well, sounds I mean, weird, right. but, like, they always try yeah. to, like, you know. Yeah. Be diverse. So, yeah. as long as they're gonna... I feel like Rue was a good choice, since that yeah. actually makes sense to the book. Yeah, know? it's not like Katniss is black. Like, it's... I don't know, yeah, it's stupid. It, it, like, it went according to the book. Yeah, it's, it's not... It's, you read the book, and you yeah. read the words, dark skin, so don't be yeah. surprised. Like, <laughs> Just I, like the amount of berries are black. Some say that, some say not. red. Who? We don't know. I thought they were really dark red. Like, really? No! See? It's in the book that they were black. It definitely said in the book that they were black, I'm pretty sure. Thank you, it's... I swear to God, I proved it. It's irrelevant. I've proved yeah. proven this to you. It's so, not irrelevant because that has serious symbolic like mm. ramifications. It Poison, was black, red. With, it was black with red in the inside. Why would you eat red berries? I know what's in the book, but that's not what you eat blackberries. If you see a blackberry, you're not going to eat it. You see yes, a red berry, you would say delicious. You would assume it's a blackberry. No, 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 no. You would assume it's a blackberry. Poison is red. You guys, you do know that blackberries and raspberries are both black and red. Would you rather yeah. eat a black <laughs> raisin or a red strawberry? You tell me. No, that. no, no. <laughs> oh, I know you're going to say God. strawberry. Don't tell me All differently. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Raisins are gross. So one entertainment site is reporting Sorry, that Gary Ross has formally notified Lionsgate slash Summit, because, you know, Lionsgate bought Summit, that he will not be returning to direct Catching Fire. What? But it's rumored. But this is this may be a rumor. Andy Wire reports the playlist has learned that Gary Ross has officially exited the franchise and will not direct the sequel, formally giving Lionsgate and Summit his notice earlier this week. He will not be coming back. I mean, this is we, we don't know he because a good job. Yeah, he's I great. feel like this is like Seneca and they're killing. Oh my god. <laughs> Guys, don't kill <laughs> Gary Ross. Don't yeah, kill okay. him. Take that out because that was catching fire one second. No, no, no. We learned that in the movie, so it's okay. Yeah, we learned that Seneca died. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so I feel like this is like they're killing like yeah. Gary Ross because he didn't do a good, good job. But we don't know this for a fact because there's no um, official announcement from Lionsgate, so this is just kind of scary. This is the people moment. trying to make Guys, don't create rumors because then you'll make me cry. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It rumors could be true, start. it could not be. But, I mean, he's already started working on it. So, he even I said that know. he had people in mind for Finnick O'Dare. Yeah. He has someone in mind. We don't <gasps> know yet, but, yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep you updated on that news story, of course. Um, so our uh, meat of the episode here is Under the Microscope, and we're going to be discussing the companion book, World of the Hunger Games. So um, I don't know if you guys got this, but um, basically the cover is the, um, the Hunger Games poster that has the flaming Mockingjay pin above Katniss's head. She's facing away from the camera, and she uh, the capital is in there on, I guess, uh, what do you call that, like stadium seats. And um, you see her, like, diagonal braid and all that. So that's the poster Which that's on the front. we determined goes from the left side of her head to the right side. Right. We have I a little said disagreement. that. Okay, well... That wasn't Guys, air, that's what, that anyways. was my point, but uh-huh. you argued Just with saying. me. Okay, so um, the book is not by Susan Collins. It is by Kate Egan. And um, I don't, it's not, it doesn't really matter because there's just kind of quotes in there and it's mostly pictures. Um, so the introduction of it brings up the link between like our reality TV obsessed world 
um, with a segregation between, like, the rich and the poor to the capital, which is just an extreme version of, like, our society today. So it kind of does get into kind of, like, what we talk about on the episodes and stuff. But in book format? Right. A podcast in book format. Um, so the book is split into different parts of Pan Am, mainly focusing on the capital, District 12, and then the games itself, um, Wait, the 74th games. Yes. Sorry, interjection. You, you, you've always said, um, Pan Am, like, up mm-hmm. until this point, and now ever since you watched the movie and heard him say, like, Pan Am, you've been Pan-Am? saying Pan Am, I've, I've noticed. Is it Pan Am or Pan Am? I say Pan Am. Pan Am. Pan Am. I don't know. I say it different every time, I guess. I think he, that was just him being, like, cool, trying to be so dramatic. Wait, who, who said that? Snow? Snow? I think it might have been Snow. I don't know. I don't know. Well, he did I don't even remember them saying Guys, the... Snow was nothing like I pictured in the movie at all. I just pictured him like, him. he worked it, but like... <laughs> you worked it. Worked it. <laughs> I pictured him as like this weird, like, thin old Asian. Who's into roses. Just kidding. <laughs> but then like, he That's turned out to be like... Sina. I pictured Sinna as a short Asian. Yeah. Oh. I picture Sid as, like, this short, fat, bald guy. Anyway. What? He's, like, attractive, like though. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. So, at the start of each section is a quote from, like, a character or Collins herself, and it has, like, a few short patches, passages describing the, like, different aspects of, like, Pan Am. So, this isn't really the book's perspective, but it kind of caters to, like, what the audience was exposed to in the movie, so it's more, like, from a movie perspective. Um, and an important piece is there's no new information. So for fans that listen to us, I guess it's kind of not worth buying. Um, Don't buy it. It's just... Wait, we're not there yet. <laughs> um, so it kind of points out that the districts are all surrounded in nature of some sort, um, which we kind of didn't get, I guess, from the books, but we could have guessed that, I guess. Um, but... <laughs> guess that, I guess? So it kind of also points out how the ideal people in the capital like, lack desire for nature, as they don't really go into it. Um, I mean, it's like, capital people are always, like, in the capital. They don't ever, like, leave. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but... That's because they don't ever want to leave. Matthew... Because remember when President Snow was asking Seneca in the movie, um, have you ever been to 10, 11, 12, like, the outcasted districts? And, and like, he said no. Yeah. Yeah. So. He said they don't appreciate nature. What's up with them? Trans- okay, Transcendental. Yeah. Yeah. The hungry yeah. Yes, does it does. That. Like, yeah. plucking the flower from... Remember she was talking because about that poem? Because Katniss relies so... I mean, her name is Katniss. Just the one, okay? Because Katniss is like a root. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two... And Primrose like, is a flower. Yeah. And Buttercup is a flower. Mm-hmm. Buttercup the cat. Um, yeah. Guys, I love that they had that in the movie. Anyway, continue. I'll, they? I'll, I'll, yeah, they did. I'll like, cook you. That's yeah. Um, she's like, I'll still cook you. I was looking forward to that. I remember on the podcast before the movie, I was like, I really want to see Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. It's like, I of everything. But oh. basically, yeah, Katniss is related to nature. Okay, so there's a quote from Collins on page nine, and it answers um, kind of Keith's email from earlier when we talked about the um, Latin used in the Hunger Games. And it says, quote, the name of the country, Panem, comes from Latin phrase Panem et circenses, which I still can't say, uh, which translates into bread and circuses. In exchange for free bread and entertainment, the Roman population gave up both their political power and their responsibility. That's really clever of her. Yes. The whole in Hunger Games idea is just bread and circuses. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I know. I just explained the alleys, but I just thought I'd. Yeah, no, no. Any more insight? No. Wait, wait, do people know what bread sure, and circuses are? Probably not. Oh, we should explain that whole concept. Like, <laughs> okay. The okay. fact that they would, um, I don't really know. This is me guessing. If I'm completely wrong, like, no, go for it. Tell me. Is that they would have like people like fight and like have like 
circus races and, and all of these like yeah, chariot races. Did, yeah. Didn't they have like a like a um old fashioned like stadium? I don't know what. They yeah, call it's it. kind of Coliseum. like Yeah, that's no, it. no, yeah, no, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah and they awesome. would have like people, but like, like well, uh, chariot races are violent. If yeah. you've read if you've read Percy Jackson, you will yes. notice. <laughs> um, and so they kind of had all this like violent kind of barbaric entertainment, and they would give people like, I don't know, would they give people food? No, I don't know where the bread comes from. <laughs> Yeah, but they were like do all these things. I don't. I don't know what bread and circuses are. Does anyone know? <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it would be trying to like distract people from like what's really going on. I know that that was like the underlying like. I just yeah. felt like circuses was there because like I don't know circuses is a game. Everything's a performance, and that's basically yeah, what the hunger is. Yeah, it's all. It's a show. It's all they want. Who doesn't want a good show? That's all they want. Yeah, that's I, all that, trying to say. that line just pisses me off too. It's <laughs> only because you've heard it so many times. Yeah. No, because like, why would you say that's they just want a good show? That's, that's all they have, want. Then why do you have to say that's all they want again? Because, because it's just his maybe feeling. he's saying, in the moment. you know how when you're trying to reassure someone, you, you repeat certain phrases, like, it's all right, it's, it's okay, all right. it's going to be okay. Like, or maybe he's, okay. yeah, maybe he's reassuring himself more than yeah. others. And maybe he's saying, oh, oh, look at that. He's saying, yeah. you don't have to fight at all, you just have to do crazy stuff that makes them have a good show, and they right. won't attack you. Then why is he, like, so upset by when she's, with the whole Peter Roman thing, if he's telling, basically telling her to just... Do Cause, crazy things. Because he's still up. He knows that, like, oh my gosh, like what? I think, <laughs> he's, say, I think like, he's saying to reassure. How does he, how does he not? Because he doesn't know, like Peter and Candace never talked about him, so he he would never know there was something going on between them. He didn't know if it was real or fake, so he was like, wait. But he's. If you're saying that he's basically telling her to do crazy things. That's a crazy thing. Hey, I'm not saying I'm right. Okay, no, yeah, I'm just. Like, I'm just trying to. But like, he doesn't know whether she's doing it because of the games or if it's partially real. Because like, how do you know that she just paired up with him? Because just he's the other district tribute boy. Yeah, but yeah. Matt, he doesn't know. That's the whole issue. Yeah. So, Matthew, there's also another away. line in this book, and it says, quote, they don't know about recycling or care about sustainability. And I think uh, this is, this is significant. We never really talked about this before on the show, that, like, I don't know, like, the whole... Like, They're very wasteful. Wait, yeah. who said this? Is this Suzanne Collins? I think it's just a line in the book. I don't oh, think okay. it's... I think it's um, just part of, like, one of the passages. They don't know about recycling. But, yeah, I think that it's kind of important to point out, because, like, it's supposed to be, like, what will happen to our society if we don't change. And this is a piece of it, that we're not... We're not respecting nature, and we're not, you know, well, being green. Well, there was one scene later, later, later on the series that, about where, like, that involves the capital where that really does show that they, like, don't care about, like, conserving mm-hmm. food and stuff. I think you guys know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, it's so. probably a couple. Yeah. Like, it's just... And it's, like, it's just another, like, aspect of, like, what our society is doing wrong that Susan Collins is, like, trying to point out to us. Mm-hmm. You know, get the message, people. Recycle. Re- reduce, reuse, recycle. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. Yeah, I know. Um, so, I mean, some of the captions of the pictures are kind of awkward and obvious. It's, like, it's kind, kind of, of funny, funny in some cases. Like, on page, like, 24, it says, quote, Gail Hawthorne is Katniss's best friend and hunting partner. Thanks for that. Like, excited. <laughs> or, like, on page, like, 63, it says, quote, Prim won't let her go. And then on the next page, it says, until Gail comes to care of her. <laughs> it's just, like, that's funny. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> Like, it's, like, really, like, lackluster commentary of the movie. Like, you can just go see the movie. Yeah, like. hobbled by burns from fireballs, Katniss rests. It's just, like, why what are you okay. doing? 
I know this I sounds. Know. I don't know if we're at this point yet to say that we don't like the book, but I mean, I not the real book, book, but the World of the Hunger Games book. Yeah. I feel like I know this is a stupid argument, and people say this when they don't like reading. But why would you get a book if you could see the movie? Like, yeah. but not like with the actual book. Actually, get the Hunger Games. Why don't you get a commentary book? I think it would have been yeah, better. Exactly, like a movie about the book. Guys, the only people that buy the a movie, not a movie yeah. about the book. That's what this that is. That actually works out a lot. So yeah. <laughs> usually, right? This is just some stupid political money. Like, okay, yeah, listen. It is. Half the stuff they make, like the actual. The only thing people is. who are gonna buy this are like Me. collectors, <laughs> collectors, and people who are really into it, aka Kira, and also like grandmothers who are like, oh, my granddaughter likes the Hunger Games. My grandma said that too. Um, <laughs> But, like, I think it would have been better if they had a book that, um, it was, like, a little bigger, and then it was just pictures, and then you could, um, like, tear the pictures out as posters. That would have been better. I mean, they're gonna have that, but I'm just saying, like, there's great pictures in here, and I'd like to, like, you know, would like a picture up, of Alexander Ludwig on her wall. Um, <laughs> you guys, you guys obsess about like these people who had, like, five minutes of screen time, and they're not that important. No, I'm, I'm, you had a monologue, okay? Yeah, really. <laughs> monologue. All right, and you loved his monologue. So. I loved his monologue, but the whole, the careers were kind of bad acting, I'm sorry. They were like, oh, kill her, kill her, like. No. Oh, Clove was pretty good. I like that. When the, she was the in the feast tree, scene? they were like, yeah, do it. Like, it sounded like a, like a baseball game, so I really liked it. How the, feast, the feast scene with Clove and Katniss was actually really good, That was too. good, yeah. She, I didn't she, like she, it. She it it seemed a little bit contrived to me. I don't she was going to be aggressive. Yeah. And then there's another quote in this uh, companion book of ours that it's not true, and it kind of annoys me it's in here. It says, quote, Peter Mullark's family runs a bakery in town. He always has plenty to eat. Shut up. No, no he, he doesn't. Come on, read so, the book. Please. Well, it said that in the book that he, like, bread. he always had something to eat, but it was, like, stale like, bread. Oh, he he always has plenty to eat. Yeah, he it's always like has something. It's like trying to set up but... new characters. Like, I don't know. That's what we were afraid of would happen in the movie, that they, happily, they, fortunately, they avoided it in the movie. Like, making these new characters, like, Katniss was going to turn into the damsel in distress, mm-hmm. or, like, Peter was going to be, like, the hero all the time, but that's not how right. it was. And now I feel like they're doing that. What did you guys think of the memories? Okay. Sorry. That was so bad. They, like, did not go into that. Like, my mother, she just didn't understand what was going on, but she also didn't pick up on, like, anything. Wait, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> she was like, how does, what, why was he working for a bakery? And I was like, obviously yeah. it's a family-owned bakery. Like, Who is, wait, yeah. what are, what memories yeah. are we talking about? When he threw the burnt bread to her. Burnt I don't bread. think um, that you really got the sense that she was starving and he saved her life, which is really, really important, like. I guess. I don't know. I mean. I mean, they bring it up in, like, he, they bring it up in the. When they're in the cave, yeah, Katniss says, you fed my mouth once, my life once, though. No, she said, you fed me once, that's what she said. She oh. didn't, I don't, uh, know. Yeah. I don't know. I saw the movie, yeah, like, last night. Yeah, it was last night. significant, what? For, sun, Sunday night. Sorry, oh. sorry, not Sunday night, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Wednesday night, yeah. Oh. Um, it was really funny. <laughs> it was, like, all old people, and, like, only, like, a few people were there. And whenever there was blood, everyone would be like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh. Um, I mean, and th- this book does have some good pictures. Like, I don't want to completely trash it. I mean, there's, like, one picture of, like, Katniss's father, uh, that picture that we briefly saw in the movie, so you get, like, yeah. a better look oh, at yeah. it. And her mother, and, like, there there are, like, it is cool pictures, I have to say. Like, it's nice yeah, to I have might, a like, book of the pictures. It would make sense just to buy it for the pictures if, like, yeah. you want to display it. But there's no, there's no point in buying it for the information. So if you're looking for more information, do not buy the book. And to be honest, I feel like maybe if this book was, like, related more to Suzanne Collins or something like that. I feel like this is just like a mooch. Like someone's yeah. just trying to make money. Like you're not related to the movie, but you just mm-hmm. like it's a mooch. You're a moocher. Well, I mean it's a mooch. It's an official <laughs> companion. So like Lionsgate. It's oh not it's official? Good. Yeah, it's an official. Oh, it's not never mind. Go away, Lionsgate. <laughs> you're not a moocher. <laughs> you're just a money hog. Yeah. <laughs> um 
So we do get confirmed that uh, the people we saw in the movie, the uh, stylists that were working on, like, Katniss when she's lying down on that, like, metal bed, um, and they're, like, you know, waxing her and whatnot, they are Flavius and uh, Vina? Is that how we're saying Venia. Venia? I always said Flavius and... I thought it was Vienna. Yeah, that's what I thought about it when I was reading. That's like how I thought you know in what? Twilight, Carlisle was. I think like, this book. <laughs> I think this book might be good for people who have will only see the movie once, and mm-hmm. for people who did not understand the movie. Yeah, but this doesn't explain anything in the movie. It's just pictures. Yeah, this is. So it doesn't like say. Okay. I scratched that yeah. and I read <laughs> my statement again. <laughs> Um, so what do you guys think? We didn't really talk about the A-boxes. Um, there's a cool picture oh, of them on their eyebrows. Oh, that was so 97. cool that they did that. But you guys have to remember that, remember when we were going over, like, what's not going to be in the movie? They said they were not going to highlight the A-boxes at all. Yeah, no, but, but they did, there was, was that one like scene. Good. There was that one scene where Katniss was, like, in the beginning, she, they, I think they did a lot in the beginning to, like, highlight the atrocities so that you, you would be, like, picked up on it later, like, mm-hmm. all those scenes of, like, District 12, when she was, like, if we, if we ran away, they'd cut out of our tongues, like... Yeah. They, they didn't connect that to the Avax, but just the fact just, that they just said that. So, like, put it in there. Yeah. No, but, like, the fact that they, like, said that just makes the movie, because it shows, like... I didn't That's why I feel like if you read the book, you would understand a lot more about the movie. I didn't like the well, obviously. Yeah. But it's like, because <laughs> there's certain things they say in the movie that you wouldn't be able to pick up on if you hadn't read the books. You really had to be paying attention to, like, understand what was going on in the movie, yeah. because some of the things they implied so subtly, like... But you get the basic, like, idea. Yeah. Like, you, you understand what's happening. It's not like Inception, where you're like, what the hell is going on? You know what I mean? I like that movie. Yeah, I like a good movie, but I'm still... <laughs> Inception, confused. you can understand if you're really paying attention. Yeah, if you're smart like Diana, but if you're... <laughs> you can. If you're an average Actually, Joe, there was a lot of, like, logical fallacies that did not make sense in that movie, and it really pissed me off. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... I, I have a lot of things to say about Inception, but no. So I didn't out. like the A-box's eyebrows. That's, that's all I have. I, I like the way they were dressed a lot with the red. It was just. It I don't like their eyebrows. They're like two little squares. Like I could draw that on a picture. Seriously. Were they like tiny? Look at their. No, they're not tiny. They're like two little blocks of color for eyebrows. Let's I'm see. finding it. I'm flipping. Flipping. It's ridiculous. It's humorous. Oh, here they are. Oh my god. Let me see. Oh, Looks like see. two pieces of tape. Yeah, they're like bright red. Oh. I like it though. It makes them look more subservient and like almost like more yes. upset. How does that make them more subservient? Because, because they have red eyebrows. It highlights the like the red of their like I don't, I don't know. It makes them look like more kind of almost dominant. I don't get that at all. I'm because sorry. It, it like <laughs> shows I like, that I like they're avox. It shows that they're an avox though. Like if you have the red eyebrows, like boom. Avox. I feel like that's like capital. That's capital dress. And to be honest, I felt like. A better way to show that they... Have them be plain? Yeah, yeah. like, we're not going to waste money on you. We're not going to waste, like, yeah. trying to fit you in. You're supposed to look like... But then like, again, everyone has us. to be perfect in the capital. There can be no, like... Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, we brought up before... No, but I don't episode. think, like, other people... Sorry, Kira. I don't think that other <laughs> other people in the capital would ever see the Avoxes, because they're, like, so brainwashed into thinking, like, oh, this is a great life. So yeah. they would never see, like, that, the fact that some people are being forced into subserviency. Or if they did, mm. they would be brainwashed into thinking, like, oh, it's it's chill. Yeah. I see you mean. Yeah. Um, so on a previous episode, we brought up um, that Attila, is that how I'm pronouncing Yeah, Attila. Uh, was Attila. in the books Attila. as head trainer. Um, she... She was in the books. Before, we were like, oh, was, you know, because she was in the movie, obviously. Yeah. And, um, but we didn't know if she was in the books. So she was in the books. Just kind of tidbit there. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cute pictures of, like, Katniss and PETA together. But that's what they are. Cute. But not Yeah, it's, I don't know. Um. It's whatever. Informative. Sorry. Informational. <laughs> also. Yeah. 
Uh, I mean, and, like, the third to last picture has um, Katniss and President Snow facing each other as he, like, gives her the crown or whatever. It's kind of like a Kodak moment. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so, I mean, overall it was, like, there's good pictures in there, but other than, like, I don't know, there is, like, a small glossary of the terms in the back, but it's, like, if you've read the books, you know all the terms. Like, Mm -hmm. I guess it's useful for those that are familiar with the series, Mm -hmm. but overall I'd say, I don't know, B-. minus. Oh, God, no. No? No, no. I'm not even gonna, It doesn't deserve it. You guys, there's... Whenever there's a series... <laughs> Why are all, like, the companion books in this series so bad? The tribute guy to give, like, a deep I just feel like companion yeah. books in general are a way yeah. to make money. You're right. Yeah. Like, they're not... Because whenever they do a series, there's always books like this. I mean, you're, like... We're attacking, like, this one, but, like, all yeah. of them are like this. So, like... And obviously, they do make money. People buy them. So, if you want to buy it, like, buy it. I am interested, though, if they come out with an encyclopedia, though, because that might have more information, oh. and it wouldn't be just, like, here's this pictures. Is, um, I want to make a quick buck it actually be like Susan Collins having everything like everything about all the districts and that kind of thing sorry to sidetrack here but isn't J.K. Rowling doing that for Harry Potter um there's been <gasps> discussion but that hasn't been confirmed no we've been thinking right. that for like five years oh okay we meaning Potterheads but <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'll guys. speak for my people Yo, what, is, what is our fandom name like are we Hunger Gamers like, what, what we is don't this? know we're what Hunger we? Gamers we're Tributes we're we are above names we are above <laughs> labels we're <laughs> <laughs> We're just really, really hungry. <laughs> no. I don't know. Hunger? <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, Matt, you want to move on to your segment there? Are you done? Yeah, I think so. Are, are we done? Kira did a great job. Thank you, thank you. All right, um, oh, can I just say, you were talking about that scene with um, Snow where he was looking at Katniss and, like... Yeah. That was so, like, understated, but I loved it. <laughs> Way to not say that after I saw that picture. <laughs> no, because it was... Oh, I was going to, but then I, like, didn't... Okay, okay, G- give me your insight But now. no, because, like, he didn't, like, he didn't even look at her meanly, but, like, the intent was so yeah. clear, and I just love how that was done, so, like, subtly, I don't know. Here's a question, it. do you think it would have been better, like, people would have understood it better if Katniss was narrating it? I don't think, I, I think it would have taken away, it would have taken away from it. Yeah. Alright. Because her voice would have when things go implied and you realize things for yourself, it's a lot more powerful. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Just, just and it makes it different right. from the book. You don't want it the same. You know, you want it to have its own style. All right. The spitballs. The <laughs> I told my mom that. And she's like, who's spitballs these days? I'm like, what are you talking about? Spitballing is throwing out ideas. She goes, oh, I hope you don't do that in school. Our final segment is Capital Opera, which is where every week I select a song from the Hunger Games or Hunger Games related song that connects to the books or in this case, the movie. Um, so this is from, I've selected three songs this week, and they're from the Hunger Games original motion picture score. So these are songs that were playing during the movie. And they're I all think, instrumental. Yeah, they're and all instrumental. And we didn't talk about the uh, music because we couldn't do that without Matt. So this yeah. is our this is, filler <laughs> for the music. So I'm going to play three, th- uh, three thongs. <laughs> <laughs> three songs today. Uh, we have, uh, first one is going to be Rue's Farewell, um, followed by The Cave and Mutations. Wait. All right. Well, I'm game. Okay. Wait, is this where we, you're going to give us your opinions about the score, Kira? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm going to have a whole rant. Oh, my can God. You, can you guys give me, like, 30 seconds of no interruption? Yes, just ranting yes, for yeah. Well, well, 30 let's seconds. Wait, I'm let's not wait, let's wait until we finish first. All right. Well, let's listen to the song, and then I'll rant. First song is Rue's Farewell.
This second song is The Cave. And our final song is Matations. So other franchises like Indiana Jones, Star Wars, gotta throw Harry Potter in the mix. I mean, John Williams composed all of that. He's my favorite composer. I don't know much about music, but I know I like him. <laughs> and he created a theme for all of that. And that's not the only thing that is wrong with this, that we don't have a theme, which that's bad because... I don't know, like, not having a theme, you want to be able to see... Hey, stop. Hey, stop. (laughs) You want to be able to have, watch the commercial for the uh, movie, right, the next movie, and you want to hear the theme and just know it. Yeah. You you hear da-da-da-da, you know it's Indiana Jones. It's just like... It's Harry Potter. Like, you just know it, and it's like you're feeling like you, you know it. And also, you're not emotionally connected to these characters... It's like everything else is perfect. I mean, the costume, the characters, the sets, everything was amazing. But the music. You have, it's like everything is perfect, and then the music 
doesn't, it's like that last bit that emotionally connects you to these characters and has you really feel for them and, like, want them to not die, I guess, and survive. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's missing. Like, it's not, it's like, like I was saying, I think, on the movie episode, right, Mm -hmm. that I said it has everything, but it's missing that magic factor, and the magic factor is the music. You're not emotionally connected, and that's my rant. Okay, I will... Um, all right, I'm going to start off. First off, first off, you guys have only seen the movie once, so you haven't really focused on the music aspect. You're more focused yeah, on the character content to because them. you were too busy focusing on everything else besides music. Like I've seen it twice, and the second time I paid more attention. I'm seeing to it the tomorrow, music. so. And I feel like it's far more. It was far more, like, important than like, more prominent in the second time I've seen it because I focused on it more. Secondly, the composer wasn't John Williams, so it's not always going to have a theme song. And that, maybe that's not how the composer wanted. It's not going to go by what you believe is the standard for a movie to have. Because you've seen all those movies like Harry Potter and Indiana Jones. And who John Williams was. I'm talking. And John Williams was the composer. And you're used to seeing that every single movie that he's composer or has a theme song. Just because this one doesn't. Oh, Jaws, by the way. Just doesn't it. doesn't <laughs> fit like that standard for you. And that's why you're upset by it. But I'm upset because I'm not emotionally connected. The, the music didn't make me feel for music, the characters. The music doesn't it didn't nece- make me cry. The music doesn't necessarily have to make you on that emotional level. It also That's the point of music. Not In necessarily. In a scary movie, it's not scary unless you have the music. That's so true. Like, you yeah, watch a scary okay, movie but this on movie, you, it's, it's ridiculous. You but this is, this is an action-packed movie, too, so it's going to have that kind of... Type. Like, the mutation scene, for example, like, the music for that, it's intense. You're not going to have, was, like, That was good. Content. Out of the three that you played, that was my favorite. And, like, there's a lot of dialogue, too. But, like, the cave scene, that was not... How is that romantic? It was just, like... I yeah, thought it was weird. I thought it was very soothing. I do. Actually. Okay, here's what my is, thing. What, what is your version of romance, then, for music? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know music, but... But then you I know I don't your like argument's it. completely invalid. I, I can't... I can't That's give you an example. That. Okay. You... So, she doesn't know what she wants, but she knows that what it she didn't heard work. wasn't good enough. Okay, here's my thing, Kira. All of those other franchises you talked about, they're just that. They're franchises, and they, like, go along the whole adventure route. And, like, all the Star Wars, Harry Potter, it's all like, hey, we're so cool. Let's go get the bad guy. This whole the whole feel of this movie especially was different, and they did took it away from, like... But there have been numerous, like, like there's been, like, seven movies in one each. Like, Star Wars, there's been, like, a lot. Six, yeah. And then uh, Harry Potter, there's seven. seven. Jaws, there's been, like... Harry Potter is eight There's movies. been, like, oh, four sorry, five eight. in Jaws. Wow, Kira. Wow, did I yeah. just slip up there? <laughs> This is only going to be three or four at most. So four. That's a good point. Four, definitely? Yeah, Mark and Jay's two. No, points. it's not definite. They're thinking that, but yeah. they might not. Go okay, but it. the thing is, like, they took this in, like, a lot more mature level by making it more dramatic and more, I don't know, grown up. And I don't think, I think that really added to the story. And maybe it took it away from, like, oh, this is a series and we're fans of it. But, like, still, like, I don't think that, like, having a trademark like this is the Hunger Games but theme. did it have a repeating like theme to it I mean I didn't pick yeah, up on it the only theme that actually would have been in it is the four note tune but that's the theme that they probably but that wasn't was it was oh, that four no, note tune in I the score I want to talk I want to talk Go. okay that's what I was saying um like I was gonna say that before remember before the movie came out and all we saw was the trailer and the little um Rue thing, the da 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 da. Which okay. sounds like a doorbell, I guess. Yeah, yes. Okay, so like, we thought that was gonna be such a big part. That was barely a part in the movie, right. really. Which, it wasn't a big part in the book either, but like, that's kind of theme songy, but I don't feel like that's. But surprising. it's like, it's not like you're gonna be. I don't know, it's not, it's not iconic. Yes, I agree. I agree with you, but I also agree that this is not 
the type of movie franchise that you might want that. I see your point, and I do feel like yeah. I love those movies when I hear, like, yeah. a great It just, sound. you get excited, and you're just more emotionally involved. Is, in but I agree with Mariah. This is, this is not, that would not go with the tune of this, this is also, this is also not a typical movie. Yes, I it's know that. The camera work totally that. shows that. But. I think both sides mediator here. I feel okay. like both sides are have valid points, and it depends what you're looking for in the movie. Yes. All right. right. So as I've said in almost every podcast I've been on, you find what you look for. Yes. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> on that happy note, um, so guys, just if you want, we're going to stray away from the Hunger Games movie because we're going to start into Catching Fire now. So if you guys have any, I'm going to go back Next to episode, the... Next episode, we're not going to no, go on like, for another right hour. Right no. <laughs> um, I'm going to go back to finding, before like the official music comes out, the Catching Fire fan-made stuff. Cool. So if you guys have any good ideas, any, like, you know, I'd pick some lyrical songs, too, that would have worked. Um, if you guys have any ideas, just submit them at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com or tweet us at nightlockpod. And um, I'll listen to them and put them on the show. Yeah, and you have some that you haven't listened to yet, need to get to. Just <sighs> let you know. The fans that sent in, we will listen to them. I, I have, have. He needs to. Oh. Totally. All right. Do you, wait, do you put that under a tab? Do you move it yes, under the it's tab? under the tab, Matt, your music segment. Oh. <laughs> oh gosh, okay. Well, um, just wrapping up the show here. If you go to squarespace.com slash nightlock, there's two to try out for you guys for your own website. Use the code nightlock2, I believe, uh, when checking out at, after your trial is over. Um, so if you have any, any questions about Squarespace or Hunger Games, you want to tell me that I sh- there should not be a Hunger Games theme, um, email us at nightlockpodcast@gmail.com. So you can like us on Facebook, that's facebook.com slash nightlockpodcast. Follow us on Twitter, that's twitter.com slash nightlockpod, P-O-D. And subscribe us on iTunes. You can find all those links on our website, nightlockpodcast.com. And, um, yeah, check us out on all those sites, and uh, definitely keep reviewing us on iTunes. Um, that's the best way to promote us. So recommendations. Yes. Yes. Uh, so as we've said before, we each each host recommends a book that um, fans of the Hunger Games may enjoy. So... What? Is it, all right. Yeah, I guess. Who wants it. to start? Well, I'll just get out there. I do not have a book to recommend this episode. Oh, Matthew. Just, you have I couldn't, to. I couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't think of anything. Think of something that you were like, it doesn't really have to be... It doesn't have to be related to that. Really no, it's like, yeah, I don't even remember. I think all the books I've chosen... I've, uh, I've said you probably... You need more about. favorite books. I yeah. Really Here, I'm going to take Matt's. Okay. Read Ella Enchanted. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a classic it, book. Okay, so different from the movie. They, they do not even have the same plot yes. line. Yes, like, yes, at yes. all. So good. If Read you're it. into fantasy, Ella Enchanted is for you. I'm thinking if you're a guy, you might not like it. Actually, you would. There's a little romance in there, right? Yeah, but it's not I like it's not like gushy romance. It's like mm-hmm. it's actually it, it's really like kind of like an adventure story, and it has a lot of weird twists and like fantasy. It's actually really good. I read yeah, it. Yeah, you that. would like it even if you're a guy. Like it's really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway, me? Yeah. No, you go. No. Okay. <laughs> um, I definitely <laughs> want to recommend The Maze Runner by James Dashner. You read that? Just finished it yesterday. Oh, um. Okay. I gotta say, stick with it when you start reading it. First 50 pages, did not like it. Yes! Yes! yes. Kira! Yes. Kira! I, yeah. Kira! Yeah, I just, Kira! I just, Kira! I just got this, and I'm on page, like, 30, and I'm like, I don't like this Yeah, at no, all. I hate I hate the writing style at the beginning. He keeps repeating, my memory's gone, my memory... Oh my god, I know your memory's gone. Yes, yes! But stick with it, guys. Once you get That's to, what you said about Mortal Instruments. Oh, shut up, Matt. We're, we're Matt. dealing... No. Okay. Um, no, it's, it's a good book, and it sets it up for a good series. I only read the first book, um, 
so it's basically, for those that don't know, it's about this boy that um, is put in kind of this elevator sort of thing, and he goes up, and he appears in this kind of um, new world, I guess, and it's surrounded by this maze, and they're trying to figure out, um, you know, why they're there and everything, and, um, yeah, so it's definitely, it's good. By the middle, you start really getting into it, and the end is just, you're just, God, I read, like, 150 pages yesterday. I just wow, had to finish yeah. it. that's so funny you said that, because I was like... Cause you looked at it and you like, tried it to me. Yeah, when I saw it, it was under Kira's recommendation, I was like, how could you read it? I'm on page 30 and I don't like it. I switched, yeah, I like, stick with it, definitely. Okay. Because I, yeah, at first That's I was like, so funny. and it was weird because like he, I don't know, it, it kind of is like Percy Jackson the way it's written, yeah, but yeah. not as good mm-hmm. at the beginning. But I think, I don't know if this was like his first book, but it's like, I guess he just had to get into it and yeah. then it just, it works. Cool. Definitely. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah, so definitely, <laughs> definitely read it, guys. It's like, a good book. Okay, maybe I'll go try it. That's the Maze Runner. And it's being turn into a movie. That's my new thing. I'm reading books well, that turn into movies. Because I have... Because well, I research. Because we know. Because we know. We're women. We know these things. <laughs> We're empowered. <laughs> Woohoo! Alright, Mariah, all right. Um, Alright, my book recommendation is not dystopian. It is not like The Hunger Games at all, except that it's a female. So if you're looking for a new... If first. you're looking for a new, very good book, and it's not just my opinion, I'm pretty... Okay, anyway, <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting ahead of myself. The author is Melina Marchetta. She is... Uh, What's the name of the book? Stop! She, oh. <laughs> it's not called that. Um, Melina <laughs> Marchetta. She's an Australian author. She's done other books. And the book is called Angelico Road. Jellico Road, mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know. Is it a series? No. It no. is one book. Okay. It's Yeah, I know. But it won the Prince Award. <gasps> yeah. Every book that won the Prince Award is like... Amazing. Amazing. Okay. And here's what I have this. to say about Wait, what is it called again, Mara? Jellica Road. Jellica Road. J-E-L-L-I-C-O-E Road. <laughs> Didn't you say on Jellica Road? Yeah, it, it differs. It's, like, different per country, because, like, sometimes it's, like, on Jellica Road, sometimes it's just Jellica Road, so just look for J-E-L-L-I-C-O-E. <laughs> yep, Jellica Road. And it won the Prince Award, so it's not just my opinion that it's good, it's, um, but it's probably my favorite book next to The Hungry Games. It's... Wow. Really, it's hard to explain, and it sounds a little crazy, but it's about the school in Australia, and um, it's weird because the school—it's basically like a private school that's near town. But there's this old like thing that all the children have been doing—not children, all the teens have been doing for years—that they all fight, and it's all about like territory wars. But the, it's not like people are dying; it's more like punishment. Like you get two punches if you cross this line, or something like that. Cool. Yeah. It's very interesting, but it is like the Maze Runner because it takes about fifty pages for you to get into it. It's a yeah. mystery. It's a romance. It's I feel like any book when you're reading it, it takes like a good seventy pages yes. for me to really get involved. It's, in yeah, it. but it's like this is one of those books where you're like, "What the heck is happening? I yeah. don't get it. I want to give up. Don't give up on it. It won an award. It's my favorite book next to The Hunger Games." So on that note, read it, and uh, we'll be back at some point. Hey, what about me? Elle Enchanted, right? No, that That was was, That was me, apparently. I'm so sorry. Go for it. All right, so I'm going to recommend, if you really like the whole, like, fantasy and the whole, like, good guys fighting bad guys trying to save the world. As we all do. As we do. Like, Hunger Games, Harry Potter. I don't know how many times we've mentioned Harry Potter, but it's never going to stop being mentioned. Okay, read the Prydain series. That's P-R-Y-D-A-I-N by Lloyd Alexander. It's so good. And I'm rereading it now. I don't know. I'm only on the second book, but it's really good. It's about, like, a guy and his other guys saving the world from evil, like all of them are about. But just give it a chance. It's a little weird because the names are really weird. It's, like, based on, like, Welsh mythology or something. Huh. And the name... Cool. 
His like the the, <laughs> <laughs> the main character's name is like Tehran, and his like the girl is named like Ailanwi. It's weird, but it's great. Okay, read it definitely. Yeah, so we I don't know. It's been hard to uh, kind of make a schedule. We're getting busy with um kind of last quarter of school for us. So um and we have spring break in there. So AP tests. Yes, yeah. and study for AP tests. So um fun stuff for us coming up. But um yeah, so we'll keep you posted on the Facebook and Twitter. Um but yeah, I mean just. I guess look for us at the end of the month, I think, for our next episode. But um About Catching Fire. Yes, start oh, Catching Fire next I episode. Love catching Fire. As we do, yes. As we do. As we all do. Um alright, so we will see you um at some point, hopefully later in the month. Indefinite. So. Alright. Yep. <laughs> Bye. 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 But I'm pretty sure like we could do some spoilers, but because at this point I think everyone's probably no, Matthew. No. no. I'm sorry. No. Sorry, guys. Um. All right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'd be interested. My allergies. That was funny. Because <laughs> I like raisins, except for salty raisins. Oh my goodness! They're so disgusting. We cannot have Diane on the show anymore. No, you guys. Raisins with salt has never worked. I don't know why they keep putting them in trail mix. It's never worked. It's always been bad. No one likes raisins in trail mix. Anyway, continue. Anyway. Especially with M&M's, honestly. Watch someone writes back, I like raisins. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Hunger Games thing. Stop talking about raisins. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. He, he just tickled me, and I knew he was going to do it. Did that hurt? <laughs> yes, that really hurt yeah. my ears. It hurt me, so. Yeah, yeah, it hurt, it hurt me, too. Um, you got so much editing to do here. No, you should keep that in. No, because no. it hurt people's ears. Um, Go ahead. That piano and post, they're so loud. <laughs> <laughs> My chair keeps squeaking, it sounds like I'm Your Cherokee? You have a Cherokee? <laughs> My chair keeps squeaking. Okay. Oh, I was like, if you have like an Indian or something. It does have the transcendental aspect in it. Hmm? Um, so Kira, I, I just want to let you know, I was about to say something that would have been inappropriate and you would have had to edit it out, but then I restrained myself, so you're welcome. Well, I'm going to have to edit this out anyway. So. No, you don't have to. Bam, it's done. <laughs> <laughs>